Baby, don't know what to say, say. But I know what we'll do, we'll do. You and me together okay. Make the perfect two uh, Let me keep it real Let us make a deal Come right over, girl So we can Netflix and chill, girl Netflix and chill Netflix and chill, girl Netflix and chill Let me keep it real oh, Netflix and chill Okay, so with that high and welcome to happen with me and the host Brian Dressel. With me, as always, is Jonathan Hardesty. Yeah. Ryan James. I caught that. You forgot to say your last name there for a second. Oh my. Uh, Hello. No, he, <laughs> he said it. It was it's a Brian. Oh, yeah. Hi, I'm Brian. Brian Dressel. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's all about my my dream to be a racetrack announcer. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Have you got any callbacks? Because, because yeah. they know. <laughs> no, no, yeah. <laughs> Turns out you actually have to pronounce the words. <laughs> well, at least you'd be an auction auctioneer. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna put a bid in there. <laughs> uh, today we have a special guest, Tom Ford. Hello. Uh, who is replacing Chewy, who had to go get a job. How dare she? Uh, and I'm then, jealous. second time ever guest, Eric Steffens is here. Second <laughs> time ever. That's going to be great. Yeah, hi. Well, Tom's been here like a fuckload of times. Yeah. I've lost track at this point. So, I'll, I'll have, have you digits. ever had like, like met a girl and she'd be like, You're Tom Ford? <laughs> and just like she goes crazy and they're like, No, it's not that Tom Ford. I, I haven't had the going crazy, but I've had the, You're Tom Ford? I have your bag. <laughs> it's, I'm not handsome enough for the go crazy part. I got, I got you. Okay. Ah, I thought you'd look different <laughs> and not work in post. And why are there sh- uh, holes in your socks? <laughs> That's the car you drive? Okay. We're, we're going to get started with where have you been doing. Uh, what a segue. Yeah. I am going to go first with something that I don't usually mention here. Uh, I've been listening to a podcast, which I don't usually like mentioning other podcasts Holy because shit. I'm very, very prone to my own podcast. Um, but it is it's almost like you're cheating. Yeah, I know. I feel guilty. Uh, but it's grownups read things they wrote as kids. Uh, and it is pretty much exactly what it sounds like. It is a group of adults um, from city to city. You basically you you sign up for it and then you just bring like your diary or like a letter you wrote, or cards, or whatever, and they read them just to an audience. And they are surprisingly hilarious, or heartfelt, or really, really depressing at times. But it's like, <laughs> it's just so like honest and cool that I've been digging the shit out of it. Uh, so if you get a chance to listen to it, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. Each episode's like 35 minutes, and it's uh, they're fantastic. And if I lived in Canada, I would go, but... They, but you don't live in Canada. I don't live in Canada, yeah. so that makes yeah. it. It's kinda... weird that those those the podcast reaches you from the airwaves. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like I'm like going to a different country yeah. every week. But it is great as you listen to it because they always say like "aboot" and "suri." And oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's very Canadian. I'll do it when I'm working on my Canadian this, accent. This, this, this story is about the guy. <laughs> Nailed it. Perfect. Uh, I'll well, go six hours away. <laughs> with another thing we don't talk about much in music. Uh, a new Deftones album came out this week. It's called Gore. And uh, Deftones, <laughs> for me, never fails to disappoint. They're one of those bands that like had a little bit of peak into stardom in the new metal in late 90s and early 2000s. And I think they got like lumped in, and then they kind of went away from the spotlight after that. But they've uh, consistently made great music. Uh, they, they wait like four years between albums, as most good bands do. It feels like a dig at a band that you don't want to name. Shots fired, but at who? <laughs> no, I don't know. Like everyone? I just think they're one of those bands that, like, you know, some bands will, will make an album a year for, like, three years, and then they'll suck. And then some bands will make an album every four years and consistently make good ones. And they're one of those bands. Cool. Okay. Baby Metal also had an album come out this past week, and it was surprising. You already you went. <laughs> I didn't say I listened to it. I just heard that it was decent. I did listen to it. It was great. <laughs> Give me chocolate. Whoa. <laughs> Uh, I guess I'll go. I uh, finally finished uh, F is for Family, which is pretty amazing. Um, is it? 
I loved it. That I just looked it. like something I'm going to keep scrolling past in Netflix. Uh, it's one of the better... What, what was it? <laughs> F is for Family. It's Bill Burr's uh, cartoon sitcom. Oh, okay. oh um, I didn't know it was Bill yeah. Burr. Yeah. I would have watched it. <laughs> <laughs> you need to I mean, rate more than great headline. Yeah. <laughs> anytime a parent says, I will put you through that fucking wall, yeah. I'm on board. So <laughs> I'd recommend it. Uh, so... Because I finished... Uh, <laughs> Did you go Canadian on that? <laughs> I said they turned Canadian. Oh, shoot. <laughs> oh, gosh darn it. Uh, after watching Daredevil, I decided to check out oh, some so Daredevil comics. And the most I checked yeah. out the most recent one, which is probably the worst way to start. Because um, the ongoing one right now, uh, where he's in like San Francisco or some shit. That, he's in the black costume? In the black costume with like a sidekick named Blind Spot. And yeah. then there's like a weird like ten-fingered guy. And... I read like 10 issues. I'm like, I don't know. I'm enjoying it. I'm reading it. It's, it's fine. You know, it's I, fine, I really but it's like, like the artwork. I like the artwork, but then like the story, there's like all these, all these weird things. Yeah. And then they introduced the villain. And he has like, got off like so many fingers and they all look gross. And well, like, did you, did you pick fingers. up on it that the, he actually like, I think he sews them on as he takes fingers from his henchmen or yeah. he has 10 fingers in his thing as he takes fingers from his henchmen and they're like willing to give it up because they're less than him. And I, it's really weird. It is. But it's kind of cool. And I don't know how I feel about the that weird aspect because it, it yeah. kind of took me out because I'm like, wait, ten fingers? That's his thing? That's the villain's thing? Yeah. What do these ten fingers do? Are they magic? A, a normal two hands? Like, I don't know. That's, that's... Well, like all his henchmen. Wait, sure what do you like, mean? Like, Fuck, I have ten. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, no, like ten fingers. Ten on each hand. Uh, no, actually, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> And then his like so they should call him twenty fingers. Yeah, yeah, right, twenty fingers. But ten so, fingers sounds way better. Ten fingers does. <laughs> That's why he's normal. the writer and you're not. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's not the writer. The writer is writing about him. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Charles but, uh, Soule is the comic writer. books aren't yeah. real. And then and the, and the writing's solid. They're real. I have one what? of them with me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, we could tell we're doing this one an hour later. We're all <laughs> a little more on top of things. We're a little <laughs> punchier. Yeah. yeah, like Daredevil, I guess. See. <laughs> 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 Point proven. <laughs> that was the worst joke so Speaking far. Speaking of daring, uh, are you done? I'm was done. That, that, yeah. I, it done felt now. like there was, I, I there was be, not much left to that. I it dare was, to be done. I dare to be done. Uh, yeah, I've been doing stand-up a lot the last four months, and that's been really fun and uh, exciting to work on how to tell jokes and how to try and get across things you have issues with society in and trying to make people laugh about it. And also sometimes like just being okay with not being funny and standing in front of a crowd that doesn't laugh and not crumbling to a pole. Do they throw and, tomatoes? Whoa. What? Do they no, throw tomatoes? No, no tomato throws yet. When's your next show? I can I bring some. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> my next show is actually in three weeks in uh, the Ice House in Pasadena. Okay. At the, probably the 8 p.m. show. Do you need a reverse fan club? In a reverse <laughs> fan club? <laughs> Just me and John in the audience I am getting really popular yeah. lately with people that hate me. I didn't understand that reference. <laughs> I'm really More Daredevil <laughs> jokes. I'm really <laughs> thrown off that you you actually just admitted, oh, I'm okay with standing up there and, and being not funny instead of saying, well, I'm okay with getting in front of crowds who suck and don't get my jokes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a much more so, secure comedian than the, more, the majority of the group. You're in the wrong career then, I think. <laughs> I don't think security and comedian do, go together. People ask me that sometimes. <laughs> they're like in, like in the green room and that, like, what's everyone like in the back? I'm like, man, we're totally different people. They're all like making like raunchy, like sexist, like all this stuff. And I'm like, so do you need help with your taxes? All <laughs> and yeah. April 15th, it's it, coming up. I just yeah. did them yesterday. Yeah. Oh, that's such a stress release. Uh, let's rock out. Let's do this. this. Is yeah. Not yeah. the dead zones, unfortunately. Yeah. In the background. I, I'm enjoying the, the background music yeah. from our neighbors. This is what happens when we wait an hour. That's The neighbors <laughs> wake up. Everyone yeah. is awake. <laughs> Did you just do a half marathon before this, Brian? I did. Yeah, I've been up since three forty-five this morning. How does that not come into the conversation yeah. at all? <laughs> Things I've been doing lately. Oh, I ran thirteen point two five. Most of the movie-going audience don't give a shit about running. 
Oh, no. I did a marathon. Oh, but that's a, big, that's a big thing for you. Like, that's people a, you're who training like, for a marathon, like your first one ever. Like that's, there's, not, there's not a lot incredible. of crossover between people who like movies and people who like to run or hear about running. <laughs> yeah, most people who love movies love sitting. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, let me tell you, do you not fan. enjoy a movie way more after you've gone for a long oh, run? Oh, I'm going to one right after this. It's yeah. going to be great. Yeah, <laughs> you, you appreciate it so much higher. That so, does give me an idea, though. Instead of seats at a theater, like a treadmill or like a running or a bike machine, have people who really like to be active. I and bet there'd be an room. audience for that. Yeah. I bet it in would it, sound great in, in L.A. <laughs> You'd have to wear headphones. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> this movie is awesome. <laughs> just make well, sure no, like the Transformers just movie. Watch like, yeah. Just do like Mad Max or something because yeah. like the whole time they'd be amped for it. You're powering the projector basically. With <laughs> you like, stop <laughs> running, the movie stops. <laughs> Keep running. Why is it trolling girl? If the lighting is too little or too low for you, that's your fault. It's going to call you're just going to call it The Wheel, and that's the name of the movie theater. Oh, and my you God. All step there in would actually be a market for this. Yeah. Yeah. Copyright. Oh mine. Yeah. It's super It's super green and friendly. <laughs> the Wheel, presented by After the Hype. Yeah. <laughs> Trademark, 2016. Okay, we're going to get started on today's episode, uh, which, if you have been paying attention to our past episodes, this is our Netflix roulette episode. Ugh. Which uh, I'm still calling Netflix Roulette, even though we did not use that app because that app is way out of date and fucked us over. Uh, so <laughs> See, we also used deleted like really scenes. Feels. Yeah. <laughs> so we used a different app that I didn't write down. So thanks that other app. Um, <laughs> the worst. You do it better. <laughs> There's a plug a for you. Everybody go see go to that other app. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they did a great job. Can you sponsor us, please? Yeah. <laughs> And tell us who you are. <laughs> I really should have wrote it down. We're sponsored by Blockbuster, you, you know. so we never mention any of the Netflix apps. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so any, so the Netflix app was basically, if you didn't listen to the end of the last episode, even though I told you to in the beginning of the first uh, beginning of the episode, um, I'd be very upset if you didn't listen to me. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know you guys were doing this. It's always good to start a podcast with making fun of the audience, <laughs> just like really berating them. Yeah, that's that's the whole point. Okay. <laughs> uh, but anyhow, so we basically, we randomized just all of our picks, and we got movies that some of us have seen, some of us haven't, some of us should never have ever seen. <laughs> um, and You should have seen our first draft. <laughs> our first draft was crazy, but that one ended up not working out, which yeah. is shucks howdy. Too bad, I really wanted to watch that TED Talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would you have originally Gangs of the Dead, I think? Yeah. Yeah, that, that like would have been cool. Oh, but oh well. So, good. so uh, we'll list off the movies that we're having first, which we usually don't do, but I, I kind of want to just so yeah. you can see the mix of what we're getting today. Yeah. And by uh, see, we mean here. No, they can see with their mind. Um, with their mind's eye, yeah, that <laughs> yeah. third one right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's all about a Mine's a little crooked. <laughs> <laughs> mind's off center. Yeah. Um, it causes problems. <laughs> I have triple vision. Uh, so my first... I'll go first. Mine was uh, Cowboys versus Dinosaurs, mm. which is, whoo, rar. It's a great one. It's probably better than Cowboys versus Aliens. <laughs> I'll, get <laughs> I'll get into it. Oh, I'll get into All it. Right. All right. Eric, we're not getting into it. Oh, uh, uh, mine is Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Mm -hmm. uh, mine is a Curse of Chucky. I've got uh, Children of the Corn from 1984. And I've got uh, Love's Laborers Lost by Kenneth Branagh. <laughs> One of these things doesn't belong with the other. <laughs> no, it belongs. It totally belongs. Yeah. Uh, all right, who wants to go first? Don't all jump at once. <laughs> I think one of the hosts should go first. All right, I'll get it. Because I'm not ready at all to do this. Uh, I have Love... Are you, are you going to start the timer? I, I need to turn up the volume. That's on the cool. Timer. I'm going to kill some time while you're starting the timer. Because <laughs> I, don't, I don't have 10 minutes of argument for this movie. That's fine. Oh, I can talk about it. Don't worry this about is, it. This uh, is... We'll help. The Shakespeare comedy play. Um, 
adapted for theater by Kenneth Branagh. This is, I believe, his third or fourth Shakespeare and probably his fourth or fifth best <laughs> Shakespeare adaptation <laughs> to film. Uh, some of his other good ones were uh, Hamlet, which this is a fun fact that I read on the internet I really wanted to throw in today. Uh, Hamlet he got him a nomination for Best Adapted Screenplay, and he literally did not change a thing from this <laughs> Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's... Well done. Yeah, yeah. I think so, That's too. That's game in the system. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this one, he actually did change quite a bit. I think only uh, about a quarter of this was actually from the Shakespeare. And his goal with this was to do a combination Shakespeare movie and classic musical uh, with uh, um, uh, music written by uh, Gershwin. And oh. it like it, it, they actually pull most songs from other old musicals if not all uh it actually kind of it doesn't work don't don't say that it works i was really afraid you're about to say it works yeah i stopped myself yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me rephrase he tries really really oh, hard to he make tries it work. so hard uh and there are some things that work um i really like nathan lane in this i mean I think he's a, a comic genius and the physical comedy overall was really well done even by matthew lillard who was the worst at it but um <laughs> Kenneth Branagh actually did a, a really good job. The uh, actor who plays the king, can't think of his name right now, he does a really good job. Uh, Alicia Silverstone, not so much. Uh, and then the rest of the supporting cast is fine. Um, it's uh, The plot of the film is kind of uh, the king uh, decides that he's going to take a break from kind of distractions. And him, him and three of his buddies make a pact not to go for women or drinking or partying, dancing. They're just going to focus on their studies and bettering themselves. And Kenneth Branagh's character is like, mm, no, that's not going to work. And then cut to <laughs> it not working. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, just like classic Shakespeare. I mean, it is classic it Shakespeare. Is classic that Shakespeare, is such yeah. easy, like, Shakespeare. Like, so, uh, then we, we see Alicia Silverstone, uh, the best actress for the role to play the Princess of France I've ever seen. The Princess of France, Alicia Silverstone. <laughs> <laughs> she plays uh, the same character she does in Clueless a little bit. Um uh, to its credit, you know, this this movie actually made me kind of like do some research into Shakespeare, and I finally understand iambic pentameter, which okay. this movie does none of. <laughs> <laughs> but I looked up on YouTube what it means. Yeah. <laughs> um, the musical numbers were actually pretty good, and unfortunately, they didn't really go for people who are known for their singing or dancing, except for they, Nathan Lane. No, they got, are uh, you defending the movie or beating it up? I'm not sure. <laughs> it's a, it's a col little column A, little column B. Yeah. <laughs> and there were some really solid um, comedic pieces in this. Like the the scene where um, the Kenneth Branagh is like hiding in the library and one by one all the guys come in, uh, including the king, and like kind of admit that they've screwed up their pact and have fallen for one of the, the women in the court of the, of the Princess of France. And uh, it like turns into this giant musical number that actually is kind of funny. There, there's like some physical comedy where uh, one by one they come into the room and very classically like, oh, someone's coming, and one guy hides under the table, then one guy hides behind behind the lamp, and one guy, you know, how does it's like, stupid, but it's funny. I, I mean. always laugh at that stuff where it's like that that takes me beyond the realm of like believability. Oh, absolutely. Like, I've I've never walked into a room and been like. Oh, there's not somebody underneath the couch. Like right. that's like this is. How often do people hiding underneath your couches? I like, mean, never because I've always caught it. Like, it's not, it's not, wait, how would you know if you didn't? Um, fair point. Fair point. Fair point. <laughs> Motions. What? I have a dog, so that's just all gets sifted out. So you what, just what, assume that you've never. What Ryan is saying is that he was actually like, under your couch recently. That's <laughs> <laughs> where he hangs out. It's better than inside the couch. Yeah. It got awkwardly quiet after that too. I'm yeah, little, it did. 
Uh, I ran out of things that I liked about this movie. <laughs> After the five minutes <laughs> uh, it's really solid at the box office. It uh, cost $13 million to make. It uh, reigned in a uh, whopping 300000 <laughs> Wow! <laughs> I mean, the, the things... That, when I was watching all these movies this past week, yours was the first one that I watched, and it took me three sittings. Like, I just did not like it. It's just not for me. No, it's it, well the one thing it actually has going for it is that it was executed well. Like well, the, that's, the that's camera work is all good. over. I mean, like, yeah. Kenneth Branagh is a good filmmaker. I mean, he made fucking Thor. Like he yeah. he makes movies that I like and he's a really interesting guy. He puts himself in his movies a little too often for my taste. Right. He uh, definitely did not belong in this film at no, all. It was a really weird casting decision, yeah. but I mean, he's fucking in charge, so yeah. Uh, but he knows how to make a film. He knows right. how to put it together. Like he did this all on stages, and it was obvious, but yeah. it looked like it worked. Like yeah. he, he knows what he's doing. He just he made a bad movie. Well, yeah, it reminds <laughs> me like we when we talked about um, Dracula with Gary Oldman a while back. I mean, it's like so over the top, like yeah. um, artsy, but it it works. It's like mm-hmm. you can tell they're on a stage, and it's just like everything is done for the specific reason. Well, and sometimes the ingredients come together and work really well, and right. sometimes they come together and just. And I, I also really, yeah, it didn't work this time, but I really have to give it to him for trying to combine a classic Gershwin musical with Shakespearean play. Yeah, and there's some ambition there. Yeah, and, and it is there's something to it where like when it works, it really does work. Yeah. it's like I wish the whole movie was like pretty much whenever Nathan Lane is there. Like when I yeah. wish the whole movie was as good <laughs> as this scene. It really shows you when somebody's a really good actor how they can save. Oh scene. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, yeah. Nathan Lane's phenomenal. He is, he yeah. is. But that's what I'm saying. It's like when he comes in, you're like, "Oh, this is gonna be good." Like I don't yeah. know how it's gonna be good, but he's gonna make it good. Yeah, and and he does. But uh, <laughs> it's just there, I was watching it with Chewy, and then I, she never sat down for either one of the second sittings, so she mm-hmm. only saw the first third of the movie. And it's about a third of the way in. I'm like, "Fuck it, I I don't." I put myself through this. Every time we do a battle, I watch all these fucking things. I'm not doing this one. <laughs> I actually almost gave up on my movie. I almost gave up on it. <laughs> wow. But then I felt guilty, and I went back to it. And then I gave up again, and then I felt even more guilty, and then I had to finish it. I'm trying to figure out where... like The, the best part of the movie is definitely in the middle, uh, which is where most, most of the Nathan Lane yeah. scenes come in. The beginning is kind of lame, uh, where they're making the pact, and then when we meet, and they meet the girls. Uh, and then the end of the movie is just like, completely falls short uh it, i'm gonna spoil it right now the guys no, uh, you can't spoil shakespeare on, <laughs> <laughs> the guys put on masks and they go to a dance and they dance with the women who are dressed all hot and they accidentally swap partners and it's all a riot and then some other things happen in the play that don't at all happen in the movie uh but the movie ends with um the alicia silverstone the princess of france finding out that her father has died and she's going back to france and the the women say, "Hey, if you like us, wait for us." And then the guys go die in war or something. There's like there's like three parts of the movie where they uh, put in random black and white news clippings, which did not belong at all. That drove me out of it immediately. But oh wait, am I defending this movie? I'm, I'm <laughs> still trying to figure you're, that out. You're really selling the audience on it. Like, <laughs> listen, if you like Nathan Lane, right now. if you like laughing, if you like rubber chickens, go see this film. Yeah. Or if you like Matthew Lillard, who tries so hard. <laughs> I wasn't even going to mention him. You said his name like five times. Because I was afraid was you such, weren't going to mention him. I had to such the weak link in the acting. <laughs> but I will say that he tries so hard. Definitely everybody tried really, really hard. Which is, as far as the movies that I've seen at the table go, uh, they try way harder. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure about fair, that. Fair point. I mean, my <laughs> movie tries way harder than, especially James Silent Bob. Let me ask you this. <laughs> but, uh, well, I'm sorry, what was that? Uh, uh, Ch- Chucky. Uh, <laughs> um, so do you think there's any Shakespeare that actually got pulled off in the box office? Because I think it's, 
I, I don't really know a Shakespeare that's really selling people. Well, the one that did the best was the Leonardo DiCaprio one. Yeah, that one, that one sold gangbusters. Yeah. But it was mostly because plus of, Romeo plus Juliet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but I that mean, was mostly because of Leonardo DiCaprio. But that movie was huge. But yeah. also, that was another movie that t- tried to like mix up genres, and and it worked that time. It did, but yeah. that was, all, I mean, Baz Luhrmann. I mean, yeah. it's another director who just knows what he's doing. That's what I was going to say. Now, if they had injected fucking musical numbers into it, it would have gone way off the rails. Right. Great Gatsby style, but. Right. Oh. <laughs> For every good one, he's got a really bad one. Do you guys realize, this is one thing too, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's movies with Scorsese, the trailer is always a Kanye West song. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> look Look it up on IMDb right now. All right? Think about it. You can't uh, unhear it. I was going to ask you how you got there. It's just what? a fact on IMDb? Uh, no, no, no. I, or that, you you watched all the trailers in succession and were like, Kanye, Kanye, I just, check, I just kept Kanye. noticing that when Leo is always in something with Scorsese, it's always Wolf of Wall Street. You go with The Departed and you go Shutter with Island. Um, Great Gatsby. Uh, Shutter Island. There's no way a Kanye song there. Uh, maybe not Shutter Island. Argument I got three. Imploded. I got three. <laughs> <laughs> You're out of time. <laughs> I will end by arguing that uh, as a result of this movie, Miramax shelved a three-picture deal with Branagh. Oh! <laughs> with who? With, with Kenneth Branagh, <laughs> the director. That's <laughs> Like, rough. no, we're not making any more of your movies. <laughs> Thank you and goodbye. <laughs> All right, who's next? Who's next? Who's next? Next, next, next. I got to save mine. Mine's too good to go right now. What? I think that means you have to go right now. Uh, damn it, you're right. Okay. <laughs> So, I'm so ready for this. Here's my 10 minutes. It's just started. Uh, so I'm not sure if any of you have ever like seen a movie before, but uh, <laughs> you haven't if you haven't seen Cowboys versus Dinosaurs. Uh, this is easily <laughs> the greatest film ever made, and I'm going to go through why. I took very rigorous notes as this movie was going on, and I'm basically oh God, going to it. read them to you. Uh, He's whipping out his notes. So, so you can understand how wonderful this movie really is. So first off, it's directed by Ari Novak. Reminds me of BJ Novak, and I like that guy. Um, <laughs> That's <a> terrible. <laughs> Soul. Like, uh, <laughs> this really harkens back to my nostalgia battle. <laughs> uh, it takes place in Montana. Remember Land that of one Cowboys. Scene? <laughs> um, in the very first scene, there's a big box of explosive. Not explosives, just explosive. And there's a really big box. Um, and then before they go into their mind, they're apparently they're miners. They go into their mind. The guy goes, "All right, you apes, let's rock and roll to go dig for material." And then you find out after they <sighs> go in like that the material is radioactive. They don't find no! any material, by the way. They just blow up in a wall, and there's fucking dinosaurs behind the wall. <laughs> there's just like four raptors just hanging out, like, "Oh, that wall exploded. Oh, I'm gonna go bite those people." They don't eat anybody. They just bite them and kill them, and then move along. Which is wonderful, right? I'm gonna keep moving. <laughs> yeah, I think Raptors do that. Yeah, uh, and then I saw the uh, there's a credit in the opening credits. It says introducing new star Heather Foot, <laughs> which I thought was funny that it said introducing new star because <laughs> I don't know who she was in the movie. Uh, there's bull riding in the opening credits, and some guy falls off, and it's like, well, that's gonna come back. Uh, and now I didn't pay attention it's to anyone's cowboy. names throughout the entire movie, so you'll catch their nicknames as we go up. But the main character is Sad Cowboy. So we'll keep moving with that. Is that Eric Roberts? Is he a dinosaur or a cowboy? Uh, he's a cowboy. Oh, okay. Is that, um, is that Eric Roberts? It's not. Eric okay. Roberts is clearly just there to say Eric Roberts was in the movie. Okay. <laughs> he's like awesome. awesome scene. Because he's the first build cast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, after Sad Cowboy fell off the horse, 
Uh, after Sad Cowboy fell off his bull, he says he will never ride anything again, which totally means he's going to ride a dinosaur by the end of the movie. I can't wait for it. Tell me more. Uh, So then after that, they go swimming. These four girls show up in a truck in the middle of fucking nowhere to go swimming. And now I'm going to have to stop defending the movie for a little bit because I have a lot of problems with the swimming scene and I'm going to go through all of them. Uh, None of their suits fit. It looks fucking freezing When you say none of their suits fit, you mean they're too skimpy or? No, like they just don't fit them properly. They make them look like big, ugly cows and they're so not Tom like, Ford, how do you feel about that <laughs> um potato sacks were the this season's fall okay right, oh, well then maybe they were but either way they did not fit them properly and i did not look that secondly or thirdly uh if you're counting this looks like a horrible place to go swimming like the water is very shallow and it's just rocks underneath like you can see the actresses like trying to step around the rocks as they're trying to go into this obviously very cold place uh they're standing in the water and one girl goes oh, i found that spot and she goes, oh, you mean that spot? Yeah, I mean that spot. And they go, ew. So what I inferred is that girl basically just said that she's masturbating off the current of the stream. I don't think that's a thing. And hey, a wide shot. She's only knee deep in. Um, I thought she, I, I thought it well, meant I, I just peed. Like, I, oh, stay no, away from no. the spot. She, <laughs> she has the ooh eyes. Jokes on um, you. She found a spot with no rocks. Jokes on, she and was then, on her knees. Oh, yeah. And then some dude just shows up. Some shirtless dude with his big honking mustache. I oh, call him creepy she mustache She found man. the dude summoning spot. Uh, okay, that's uh, let me help you. That's a thing. Uh, thank you. Okay, that, how did that you makes not get this in the movie? Did you watch it? <laughs> Anyhow, so the Here's one character's name that I caught the whole time was Sky because my very short time with watching uh, Agents of Shield, the name Sky just sticks in my head. So right. that's the one name I have. <laughs> and then they uh, changed it. Yeah, She's Daisy now. And then whatever. Uh, and then the other girl's name I never caught. So in Daisy. this bathing suit, uh, uh, I call her Flatbutt. So oh. Sky and Flatbutt are leaving two minutes after they got into the death stream. How will underboob and can't act ever get home? Hopefully not with a wandering shirtless mustache man how have any of them not killed by dinosaurs yet hey a nip slip uh why aren't there dinosaurs yet no kidding Uh, (laughs) how how far far into the movie are we five minutes five minutes it's it's 97 minutes long yeah don't worry i'll start moving here a little bit quicker but i really had to get the swimming scene out of the way because there's just so many questions um, Burning question. The really the swimming scene and is now, the scene I had questions yeah, about. And now <laughs> Underboob is going to watch Can't Act and Mustache Man fuck in a stream. Then they cut away for one scene. That's the spot. Yep. Cut away, and they come back, and Underboob has her face ripped off. And there's just a raptor just hanging out, and then it goes and kills people in the stream. Ah. Wait, I thought the dinosaurs... Oh, the dinosaurs release in the very first like, in two the very minutes. Fir- yeah, in the very first oh, two minutes. They and then, get right to it. Oh, yeah, right to it. Uh, so moving a little bit along... There's I can't a, wait to find out why there are dinosaurs. You won't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Sky has a new boyfriend. He sounds like a dick. Gonna keep moving. New boyfriend... Uh, uh, yells at Sad Cowboy. Turns out that Sad Cowboy stole Sky from New Boyfriend back in the day, but I'm not changing the names. Uh, so, wow, in the middle of a diner, New Boyfriend pulls a gun on the cowboy. Looks a little weird. Now I realize that both New Boyfriend and old Sad Cowboy look old enough to be her dad, but whatever. Um, so, shit happens. Sad Cowboy ends up in the in jail for reasons. Uh, and as they're doing this, everyone's kind of going, you know there's raptors around. How do you know that? You weren't in the mines. And they just keep talking about it. Um... <laughs> uh, and then some random old dude is talking to some really hot young girl about raptors, of course. And he's like, hey, yeah, there's raptors. And she's like, yeah, I know. And he's like, I'm going to do you raptor style. And then he gets killed by a raptor. <laughs> it's just completely random. These characters have nothing to do with the movie. But that's why it's great. Uh, hey, kids. Character actor Eric Roberts shows up. He doesn't do anything. 
Uh, now that miner from the beginning of the movie who blew up the wall is dressed like the man with no name, and he's using an old school security camera as a dinosaur tracker. Uh-huh. You, know, you know, like those ones that you see like up in the corner in like old malls yes. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, he's just holding one upside down, and it's beeping, and it's tracking dinosaurs. I guess somehow. <laughs> Hacked. Is it like a, a radiation Science. detector? N- uh, it could be. They don't say. Because you said like they were looking for radioactive material. That right? would make sense. They don't ever explain it, but whatever. Okay. We're going to keep moving along. Cutting room um, So now <laughs> they uh, they decide they need to blow a bigger hole, and they do that, and a T-Rex jumps out. Yes! Um, and he just bites somebody in half and then runs away. Now raptors are everywhere. <laughs> They're killing everything. Flatbutt has to hide in a dryer from one. Uh, somebody kills the raptor, then she picks up an AK-47. This sounds like a synopsis, not a defense. No, it is <laughs> well, a defense because you need to go through the ride and uh, it's Hold possum. on, it's actually serving as both right now. It really is. <laughs> so she picks up an AK-47, just knows how to use it. Another backstory scene, get the fuck out of the movie, please. Uh, <laughs> then a raptor literally slaps a woman, like with his little small arm, just goes smack, and then eats her in front of her crying children. <laughs> Finally, a raptor eats somebody. <laughs> yeah, it, it, usually they just bite them and walk away. But the away. child stays fine. Well, they don't show them, but I'm assuming they're dead because that's the way this movie rolls. <laughs> um, there's a T-Rex chase moving along. Oh, one point, uh, the sad cowboy starts riding a horse, takes out two handguns, shoots a raptor in the face, and goes, mm, your history. <laughs> uh, <laughs> awesome. I did see that's that. In the yeah, it's pretty great. Uh, now he's trying to ride a horse to get away from a T-Rex, and all I could think was the line from Last Action Hero, he's going to die! Uh, and he didn't. You remember lines did he, from that did movie? He out, yeah, horf, did he outrun the T-Rex? He sure did, because he's a cowboy. I mean, um, you could. No, I mean, the horse could. Oh, hey, look. The acid-spitting dinosaurs from Jurassic Park are here, but they didn't want to spend any time making new character models, so they look exactly like raptors, <laughs> which is awesome. Nice. They're Dilophosauruses, Brian. Thank you. I could not remember the name when I was looking at it, and I couldn't find it on the internet. <laughs> uh, so now minor new boyfriend, sad cowboy, and Sky are going to try to cattle wrangle the dinosaurs into an explosive mind. And as they're talking about this, they just happen to mention, hey, you know, their dinosaur's blood is methane. How they figure this out is fucking beyond me. What? Yeah. So at one point, Flatbutt has a... Uh, oh, and at this point, I've <laughs> seen her um, just... To change names here really quick. I'm sorry to do this to you. But uh, Flatbutt's wearing these really tiny G-shorts, and I realized I was totally wrong about her name. So she gets in my notes, no longer Flatbutt. She's now Hot One. Uh, So Hot One, Sky, Minor Dude, Sad Cowboy, New Boyfriend are going to try to wrangle the the things up. And at one point, Hot One has like a flaming bow and arrow. Don't know how she got that. Shoots a raptor in the face. Fucking thing explodes. Uh This movie's perfect. I mean, it is really... Perfect. So so she uses a flaming arrow that it makes explode, but when the guy shot the raptor earlier on with the bullets... Regular non-flaming bullets. Right. Because later... But the, the later, heat from which it I'm would still... To, so now they're, they're I'm just running saying, the like, the, the movie no, no, has a lot of on. holes in it. No, it's and perfect. And that doesn't make it really... From the bullets and perfect. I mean, <laughs> no, because here we go. Because now they're on ATVs and they're running from the T-Rex and like, oh my God, we need to get over to the hole where there's more methane, I guess. And they're going to... Try to kill more dinosaurs, them? and he has a shotgun, and the T-Rex gets right up next to him, and he turns around to shoot the T-Rex, it fucking explodes because of methane blood, right? Ah, uh, and that's how that leaked so again, in so, Alyssa so, Cannon. So here's my question yeah. again. So, you, so as we just said before, you said the bullets didn't work with the raptor earlier, but now oh, the they, shotgun they works? Them. Yeah. But, but, the, but the T-Rex explodes. Oh, yeah. Because methane. So, so, I'm, addre- so methane. I'm just saying, there's a hole there in your movie where you're not necessarily Because maybe those other raptors didn't have methane blood. Right. Oh, no, no, no. They said all of them were. I mean, this Yeah, is but how do they figure that out? We don't know. So they could be wrong. Maybe only some narrator. do, some don't. Yeah. I, I think there's a, there's a 
complete discrepancy in your script storyline. Well, I, I can't wait for your flawless movie. <laughs> oh, are you ready to go? <laughs> oh, fucking ready uh, after this. I, I'm almost out of time here. Um, like seven seconds. So I really need to explain this. the ending of the movie ends with them killing the T-Rex and then a pterodactyl comes flying out of the ground and they go, oh. And they don't make another <laughs> one. <laughs> That's literally the last line. And delivered just like that, they look at it and go, oh. <laughs> Not like, oh shit, this comes in. Oh, we need to do it again. Just, oh. <laughs> Guess it's someone else's problem now. Flawless mm. movie. Mm. Oh. Who wants to go next? <laughs> Eric's going next. All right. Oh, are we starting? You're starting. Okay, so let me start off with um, I don't like Kevin Smith. <laughs> Like this I, is the movie for I, you. I, <laughs> when 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 you gave me the list, I was like, motherfucker! Like, of course I would get this. I despised ever when that movie came out. I was like, this is bullshit. This is stupid. This is terrible. So I sit down and I'm watching this movie, and I'm 20 minutes in, and I'm like, wait, this is kind of good. And then like 40 minutes in, I'm like, oh my god, this movie is fucking amazing. I am not joking. I love this movie. Like, it is absolutely hilarious. <laughs> amazingly funny i'm not even doing this did, to defend it like did you watch the right movie i did i did watch the right movie Wait, it, and it's not empire strikes back no 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 but it's it I, that's what i'm saying is like i came into it with such judgment and it turned me around that never happens i am the most pretentious actor in a movie of like i can give a lot of movies a lot of credit but i literally started just laughing hysterically <laughs> while this movie was going i almost cried once or twice that doesn't really happen for me in when, movies when are the once or twice what? When? Yeah. What, the two times. When uh, were they? Uh, one of the times was at the end when Mark Hamill shows up and they start having the oh, yeah. episode one Star Wars battle. And then the other one was uh, uh, was uh, was actually the Scooby Doo situation. <laughs> and, and this is and that just goes into it. Okay, this movie has everything. Okay, it has Scooby Doo references. It has Star Wars battles. They even play parodies of these and. Okay, so when you do a movie that's clearly trying to be a comedy, one of the hardest things to do is not to play the comedy. And that's what a lot of movies suck at, is they're like, oh, we're trying to be funny, so it's not funny. Every actor in this movie is dead serious about what they're talking about. They believe this world. They live in this world. And Will Ferrell randomly throughout it and he's amazing and he's incredible they have a fugitive scene oh my god and then okay there's a fucking orangutan that comes through so they have the fugitive scene where harrison ford and tommy lee jones and he and he jumps off and so again in a movie like predictability is one thing that's terrible for it and so the orangutan grabs jay and silent bob and pulls them off the edge just like harrison ford jumps into it so will ferrell runs and jumps off only to find out no the orangutan duped will ferrell and is hanging off the pipe edge and pulls them back up i mean holy shit like never expecting that but it makes sense you left out the part where world for all screams fuck beans, fuck beans. <laughs> fuck beans. Um, and and so i mean I, I mean i can go all the way through this but so let's go also in just what a movie is okay i believe <laughs> i believe i believe a movie should be something that that tries to help people be better like to change who you are and to make you learn something more and this movie does that okay no, yes it does it yes it does how does the what's the whole premise of it is that they would rather care about their reputation and what people think about them than make money i'm sorry that is a huge universal universal concept that should be out there and they fight for that the entire movie at the end they end up taking the money but but they do it in a way that they're okay with it and if we go from the beginning again, we have all these random 
throwbacks to like if you know Kevin Smith you know all of his other movies you know all the people he's friends with so I love seeing all these things throughout it that are inside jokes that the audience is in on and that's the weird thing is like so we get in this world where we watch people on Instagram and on, on TV and we think like we're part of their life so when we see all these moments come in of Ben Affleck of Matt Damon of um, the, the chick who is in a curse of Chucky and everything like that like we feel like we're on the inside joke and so we're laughing with him and so we actually feel more included like it's our own family like we're watching our best friends do a home video and and if we're going in just okay context of what a movie is a movie's to make money okay of the five movies here only two of them made profit okay <laughs> hey, 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 no that's hey, true that's true because i did that research all right <laughs> this movie cost 15 million and it made 30 million okay 30 million. The only other one that did it was Children of the Corn, which, by the way, Children of the Corn was the first movie, not the eighth movie, okay? Like Curse of Chucky, which bombed terribly, versus the first one that was a box office hit. And that just shows you that you Mine can't do those better. Mine was definitely the first. Yours was definitely the first in sci-fi films. But let me tell you this, okay? So if we're going in this movie, compared to all your other guys' movies, because again, we're competing of who has the best movie. Getting all political let, on this. Let, let me ask you this, okay? Um, who has Kevin Smith, Ben Affleck, uh, Brian, O'Halla, or Brian O'Halloran, can't Shannon Elizabeth, Eliza Dushku, Ali Lauder, uh, Jennifer Schwalbeck, which is Kevin Smith's wife, Will Ferrell, <laughs> Judd Nelson, the great George Carlin is the, oh my God, it was such a beautiful moment to see that George Collin played a hitchhiker on the roadside that gives head to travel across the country. As much as that may seem a little grotesque, he was fucking real about it and he <laughs> committed to it. Okay. Oh, could we mention Carrie Fisher is a nun in this and and Jason Muse wants to give her head and she commits to it the whole time. She never plays off the character. Sean William Scott, John Stewart, uh, Tracy Morgan is in this, Gus Van Zant, Chris Rock. I mean, uh, Wes Craven, Shannon Doherty, and they all commit to this. They make fun of Miramax for making fucked up Scream movies. Like, they do spoofs on all these other bullshit things about superheroes. The whole premise, by the way, is that Bluntman and Chronic, two characters based off of Jay and Silent Bob, become comic book characters, and that it's stupid that all these big production companies are making a movie regardless of what it's about. Kevin Smith is bashing on the industry. He's doing the one thing we want to do is like, hey, make a good fucking comic book movie. This is 15 years before this moment of today where that still is an issue. And so they're still bringing up things. It's still relevant to this day when you watch this movie. On top of that, again, at the end, so I'm going back to this moment. So the movie continually gets a little more farcical as things go on, but they're still playing reality. And that's the other thing too. As much as yes, the orangutan is a little bit off, most of this movie is fucking believable. All this could really happen. This movie is Looney Tunes. There's no way this movie's believable. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. No you way. A road, a cross country trip, and you bump into people like and, and yeah, these people. Yeah, going as, like, as on the surface. Oh my as god, possible. that's so great. <laughs> yeah, so you great. can meet people hold on the on, road. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Do you write the descriptions for Netflix movies? <laughs> yeah. uh, road um, trip, and um, they meet people. <laughs> here's the thing, but there's no plot holes in this. There's no like, wait, how did that happen? You're like, oh no, this makes sense. I get the storyline in in the fantasy world that you live in. Everything gives that. Versus methane dinosaurs that randomly drops halfway through the movie. There's no information midway through. It's not like, oh, Jay, you They're and I are actually scientists. brothers. They're just like cowboys. But that's what I'm saying. Like none of these are actually, like a curse of a doll. Like I know I'm stealing from something that hasn't been said. Like uh, it, it, those stealing all my thunder. Those stories aren't <laughs> believable in that. And this goes all the way through. So oh, wow. at the end, they're playing in this world of of the actual characters in the movie. And all of a sudden, Mark Hamill comes out as.
as Cockknocker, and he has a giant hand, and they start having a duel, and they fucking mimic Star Wars Episode One, and that's probably too because I know Kevin Smith didn't like that movie, but but again, a beautiful moment of Silent Bob gets beat up, and he goes through one of those revolving doors like Indiana Jones. Again, another throwback, and who comes out the other side is Jay, and Jay has the double sword from Darth Maul, and I'm like, oh my god, this movie has just changed its level. Chris Rock is losing his shit the entire time, just going off on all of it. Like, I, I cannot tell you how excited I was watching this entire movie because it was so good. Which, by the way, for those of you that are listening, you don't know this, but we're in a room of horror, like, movie central. And up on the, f- up there is Poltergeist, Leatherface, everything. You know what person isn't up there? Chucky. Okay, because of all those, Chucky <laughs> is the one that's not as interesting. Okay, Child's Play and He's everything really like that. You, John. Yeah, I know. It's not up there. Okay, <laughs> what did I ever do to you? <laughs> because we're here to defend the best movie, and my movie and to this day is still relevant, <laughs> is still hilarious, is something you will still watch, and it's so freaking funny. What's and, your address? And, <laughs> that's, that's right. No, no so well, how much time do I got left? You got two minutes. I got two minutes. Okay, so no, uh, here okay. I'm going to ask you a question. So, so you're saying this is like the greatest movie because it has all these things in it. Like it has all these references and all yeah. these other things. Now, what if, I mean, it's tough to do, but so does the movie stand on its own without just references or is it just one long reference? Because when I when I saw this in high school when it came out, when you wouldn't see it with me. That's uh, right. This, this is actually a reference back. I think we can go back to literally yeah. that conversation of like, yeah. there's no way I'm seeing that. Yeah. So like, Because at that, by the way, Tom, I, I, I didn't I swear. So I was like, no. there's no way versus yeah. now. It's like, there's no fucking way I would. So when I saw it then, I loved it. When I watched it now for this, I went, this movie's nothing but just reference after reference after reference after reference. There's no story. There's no plot. I don't give a shit about anything in here. Like, why am I watching this? So, oh, by the way, did we mention the moment when E.T. playback comes into it? No, right you did there? not mention it. Because that happens too. I mean, it's it's a homage to everything that was really good about our life. And that still in itself is a storyline, is okay. bringing up all these great moments. Now, again, on the storyline, they go to try and defend themselves. That carries throughout. The, and, and when he loses Justice, his girlfriend is played by Shannon Elizabeth, by the way, that was another moment too. Jay has a serious moment when she actually dies and he's like, shit. Like, yeah, Jay is a confused, struggling character that struggles with trying to be the cool guy versus what he really wants, which is to find love. And by the way, Kevin Smith in this, brilliant. Throughout this, what they don't see is Kevin Smith is a kind guy. He tries to help all the girls out of the doors and they're all bitches, but he's really respectful and, and he shows the etymology, or not the etymology, but the epitome of what a good gentleman should be. And they never break that. He's not raunchy or vile. And Jay is just confused and lost. And when he finds justice, he actually starts to change to be a better person. And that's another thing you got to bring up is they show character development. They don't show character development in any of those other movies. Nobody else comes to terms. Uh, Lisa Silverstone goes off. Like, she doesn't churn into who she needs to be. In Children of the Corn, they're not, like, they don't come to terms with who they need to become. And Curse of Chucky is just a stupid movie about surviving, okay? <laughs> this is what I got to say. If you haven't Fuck watched survivors. this movie yet, you need to watch it because it will change your opinion of what a movie should be. It's a good wow. ending. And then go I watch really- Family Guy. <laughs> uh, all right. Want, which horror movie do we want left? I feel very What's, attacked. Um, I should probably go next. I'm, I'm <laughs> so ready. I'm so ready for this shit. Just right. a heads up. There's no corn on the wall either, so I'm screwed. Yeah. <laughs> or, or children. <laughs> Again, all of you have not set yourself up well. You just I didn't even bring up the corn part. Yep. My movie is perfect, by the way. <laughs> all right, John, you're good to go. Go. <sighs> okay, so... <laughs> Speaking of best intro, it <laughs> <laughs> was my whole intro to the podcast. So to what to what you said about you know just 
nostalgia and just reliving our past, here's something where the past should probably die. So it's, a good, it's a good response to... <laughs> it should have been the tagline. <laughs> it, it, it's basically the good response to uh, Jay and Silent Bob. Um, it, what surprised me the most, just getting out of the way, was the connection to the, f- the very first movie. Mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be another Chucky movie. He's back for some reason. Didn't watch the previous ones. Uh, we'll see what it's about. And yeah, the, the connection surprised me that they were actually trying. Like you uh, mentioned for... You want uh, us trying to tell you it's not going to be so bad when you watch it. It's well, yeah, surprisingly clever. Brian was saying, oh, it's not, you know, you know, yours isn't going to be so bad. I'm like, oh, really? And then I watch it, I'm like, okay. I kind of had a, a not quite as violent a revelatory moment as you did with Jay and Silent Bob. But I had, like, this is actually trying for something. Yeah. And I was also surprised that the main character was also disabled. Um, and there was a lot of things in there that were surprising and weren't quite expected. Uh, once Chucky, Chucky started doing his thing, yeah, that's about right. And how come nobody <laughs> was creeped out by this doll? That they got inexplicably like, oh yeah, whatever. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Oh, it showed up in the mail. Are you, who sent it? I don't know, but we'll yeah, keep it this, forever. Uh, what year does this take place? Now, like twenty thirteen. It, it, it takes it takes present day, like twenty thirteen, like yeah, when yeah, it came yeah. out. Yeah. Okay. And I had I, it made me look stuff up because I didn't quite catch the connections. Like I said, I didn't watch the previous ones, and uh, you did yeah. not do your research. I did not do my research <laughs> until afterward. And I mean, as far as a horror film goes, it's. I mean, I'm, this isn't going to be a defense. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> wow. It's not, you it, guys, come on. Well, I defended the shit out of mine. You terrible. You <laughs> totally explained your movie. Yeah, you explained your movie. I will say that the, the deaths in this Netflix movie review. were actually fun. Like, I, I laughed at them, which I probably shouldn't. You know, you probably shouldn't in the way that these people die, but they were I funny. Think that's, honestly, I'm going to just jump in for a second and say that is a lot of why I like horror. Sometimes I think it's so campy and over the top that I, I have fun, even if it's funny or if it's scary. So well, that's I think, fair. I mean, and I, think this I movie can defend and, the shit out of your movie. And I think you want to tag me in, I can do it, man. I like that movie. And I think what this movie and this <laughs> movie series does well versus some other ones is that it really puts the, you know, the comedy and the dark comedy where it makes it really funny for the grotesquity. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that... Stabbing the gal's eye out and have, yep. stepping on it. That I was like, oh, that's gross, but I was laughing at the same time. You know, having instead of stabbing the the au pair, <laughs> he just kicks the bucket of water over and like electrocutes her as she's like <laughs> webcamming with the lady in, across the room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's always like, we, it's like, it's almost like they elaborately set up this just these weird, hilarious moments just to for the heck of it. Did you look up who the uh, the main actresses? Dad is. Yes. Yeah. The the, the Dorf. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The main actress is the the daughter of the guy who voices Chucky. Oh, oh really? Yeah. yeah. Awesome. And once I once I saw that, I was like, that's you know, I saw the name in the credits, like she's probably related. And I saw her face, I was like, oh yeah, she is related. She looks exactly like. She him. looks <laughs> exactly like him. And yeah, throwing in a, a disabled character as like a protagonist and just. They actually gave it a little bit of thought. That's and cool. not, just, not just your average, like, oh, they're in a wheelchair, okay, whatever. But, like, a lot of the horror well, were centered see, around her immobility. The, and, like, and, and that's that's a noble thing to, like, like I like that idea of putting something different and, like, again, trying to see somebody like that be the protagonist. But that's also probably the only person that couldn't defend themselves from a doll. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's something through the whole premise of Chucky that I think we always forget is this is a doll. This doll probably weighs eight pounds, okay? I'm not yeah. sure about the laws of physics, but a broom should be able to defeat this thing <laughs> no matter what. And all these times, 
No one has a stick in their hand. Like well, especially when you know Ant Man ish. You know, it's like his size, his strength <laughs> he, is relative to his size. Yeah, so. He has got the power of the devil behind him. Yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah. used he used voodoo. I've got That's the laws like, of physics behind me. Okay, <laughs> I don't care how you are in that. Again, the same thing no, with Ant Man. Right. An orangutan could totally hold up Jason Mewes and Kevin uh, Smith. Orang- <laughs> orangutan has eight times the body strength. Okay, and uh, so they're two hundred pounds. Orangutans weigh about eighty pounds. That's what, six hundred and forty pounds. Yeah, the orangutan can do it. Busted. <laughs> Chucky could take him. Chucky. All right. You want to you wanna put Suzanne, Suzanne the orangutan against Chucky? I'll bring that shit all you want. She shot Will Ferrell in the back with a dart. She she carried two people off a cliff and brought them back up. Like, And then she beat up Jason Biggs and Jason Vanderbeek for trying to play their characters. To be okay? fair, anybody could do this. <laughs> Chucky walked around. Like I mean, Suzanne Duvet. By the way, how is that? How is that scary in that movie? Every time Chucky runs, I just giggle because he just oh, he yeah. just scattles across the table, and I would just be laughing, which would just make Chucky more mad. It's like a toddler coming to kill you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like Children of the Corn. <laughs> well, I think, and I think, but that's kind of the point of it. At this point, it's all like the first one tried for a fairly legitimate slasher, and, and it, it was a serial killer well, who was in the body of a doll. And how did he get in the body? Voodoo, Through voodoo and the devil. Voodoo and the devil. Yeah. yeah. He, he actually had wrong. to he was so, dying. Oh, because he didn't want to die, and so yeah. they put it in the doll, and then that was a... He did it. He did yes, it himself. He, did he, himself. he researched voodoo and did all that stuff himself. Yeah. Oh, okay, and then, and then when he Google. died. Yeah. Did he get the electric chair? <laughs> no, he was dead by the time he got it. He got, he got killed in like a toy store. Is oh. this in the first oh, movie? Oh, gotcha. That's in the first movie, yeah. Okay, okay. yeah, yeah, I'm now, trying to play that. Now, explain, what, like, when I say this movie is in surprisingly clever, explain that, because you kind of touched on in the beginning, like the family relation and... Uh, if if you didn't know, this movie was marketed as a reboot. So if you yeah, didn't yeah, yeah. know that, Jennifer Tilly was in it. Yeah, well, that's you didn't know that in the beginning. Like, well, and see, the, that's when the, this thing was first coming out, it was like this is gonna be a reboot, a whole new thing with Chucky. Chucky had a clean face again, so yeah. it was a really kind of a cool. Once the movie gets it does, going, it does play off very much as like a, a just starting over. There's no ties to anything. There's nothing really that calls back to it. And then at the very like at the end, they just say, "Hey, this is actually a sequel. This is actually yeah. further down the line. There's more to it." And it kind of furthers the narrative a little bit of what Chucky's doing which again as someone who hasn't seen the previous ones I wasn't quite expecting that. you never saw Child's Play I saw the first one yeah mm-hmm. okay I saw I saw Child's Play and then this one so I've yeah. skipped yeah, so, everything but, in the middle so, but I like that like this movie did a really cool thing with always marketing it as a reboot and then having it when you find out that he's wearing a mask and that the fucked up face is still beneath him like that was a really cool twist oh, that's cool like I really liked that they did that and then I liked um you're not yeah I'm not sure if you're going to mention it but Chucky wins yeah, he's never won before. Like he, he does. I, he actually have a <laughs> possesses a girl at the end of the movie. Like he actually, he leaves the toy. Yeah, like and he, and uh, endings like that kind of warm my heart. Yeah, <laughs> in a weird way, I like when the bad guys win. Sometimes, you know, in these <laughs> in a horror movie, in a horror yeah, movie, in a horror movie, it, it changes. Like it's not usually done, especially in Chucky, which is so just like paint by numbers at this point. I think there's a reason why that let, doesn't it, happen. They, they let they let the hero yeah, lose because she was damaged enough on board and just didn't have enough. To beat Chucky, like yeah, it was just straight up. You match him to get it. He won, and so they played fun. it out. It is. It is, it is I think that's awesome, actually, because yeah. I mean, when you watch these franchises, you get to the point where the only consistent character has been the villain. So you actually cheer for the villain in like the eighth, the ninth. So the tenth, can, I, can I say something though about this? So the, I remember seeing the trailer for this, and the trailer was was okay. And yet the movie bombed at the box office. It didn't even go to the box office. It didn't even go to the box office. It was direct to DVD. Okay. Okay. So what does that say about a movie if it can't even do that? 
But they weren't I mean, they, for they, it. they made it for their fans, which yeah. there aren't a lot of. So I'm just, just, yeah. I'm just uh, we're defending movies yeah. right yeah, now, yeah. and I'm saying defend yeah. that. What, it, what I, do you say to something that can't hold up and make even marginally close in profit? I, I think I it didn't have four other movies and the strength of Miramax behind it. Well, I, I think at this point in series like these, they just turn out like this. They, you get directed to DVD. It's for the fans, people who really kind of enjoy the previous ones and just want to see more. But what it's, I hate about it is when they go into those bigger movies, they start making spoofs of themselves. And yeah. This one was not a spoof of itself. Seed of Chucky most definitely okay. was. Yeah. Okay. This one, they actually they went, they went really went, we're going to make a film for our fans because well, they it, haven't done they, that in a while. And they seem to scale it back because I haven't seen the previous ones in the middle, but it seemed like they just kept escalating it and getting it more and more complex complex and this kind of scaled it back a bit except for the end where they kind of started tying it all together but it seemed simpler it seemed simpler which allowed me to kind of get rid of you know I, like ideas about quality, you know, which, yeah. which sounds like a knock against it, but it when you simple, want, so I, I cared less that it was a piece of shit. Like but, it was, uh, but I could actually enjoy it more, get into more of like the. Were you scared that, ever? No, that wasn't. I mean, that. Okay, so you watched a point. horror movie that didn't scare you, and that's a good defense for a movie. It horror movies don't be. have to yeah. scare you. Like that's what they do that's not. That's the word no. horror. Yeah, they the just, things that are horror in the genre. They don't. If they, if you're only going for horror movies to scare you, you're missing out on so many wonderful horror films. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Well, I no, not that, like not the curse of Chucky is one of them. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. Tension, that, tension, or what? Oh, he's out of time. Ah. <laughs> if you go into a horror movie wanting to be scared, then not every horror movie is going to be for you. But right. Last, there's lots of people in the world who who aren't scared by a single horror movie since they were nine years old. Who, and who they is still that? Really, who, the people thing, who make these heads in this room. I guarantee you, I they have not been frightened by a movie in 20 years between them. I would so. challenge that. I would think they get more scared and they love being scared. The last, that's what last thing I'll say since time is up is that axe to the face, I laughed my ass off. I loved axe <laughs> to the knee, and she's like, oh, don't feel it. Yeah. But like he, <laughs> you have an axe, and to, to your point about the doll not having a lot of strength, he just blunts him with the blade of the axe on the guy's face and just tears it right off. <laughs> it is hilarious. Wait, tears off the axe or tears off his face? Face. But he like blunts it off. Like It's, it's like blunt force, not actually stabbing in. He just kind of hits it and scrapes because he's so, it's a doll. Because the dog. It, it's so, funny. So the laws of physics did apply to that issue. Yeah. Kind of. Only when it matters. Yeah. Only when it matters. <laughs> All right. We got last but not least, probably for our audience, the one that most of us have seen, I would guess. Yes. Uh, probably. Maybe Jay and Silent Bob. Jay, maybe Jay, Jay, Jay and Silent Bob would be in a close second. But this is yeah. like uh, but this is an like iconic if, thing. Yeah, yeah. This is more like you got the only like iconic You film. got a movie. And, nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Based uh, off of Stephen King, yeah. even better. Quick yeah. short story, though. Hey, I got Shakespeare. Quick disclaimer, yeah, he he's a hack. Quick disclaimer, Tom does not like horror films, and I think this is the fourth time I've made you watch a horror film. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Why don't you, before you start, what, what don't, why don't you like horror films? Uh, I don't, it's hard yeah. to scare me, and I just don't really find the tension and suspense like uh, it's so compelling at times. Like, okay. I, I wish that, like, uh, like Babadook and stuff you sold yeah. me before yeah. in the past, like, I'm very, uh, I, like, I like a good movie that keeps me on the edge of my seat but isn't just filled with jump scares and yeah. bloody murder have you i mean have you seen things like the ring or uh the grudge and stuff like that i saw the ring the remake of the american one i thought it was solid but it, it wasn't like it's not a movie i would go back and watch again oh so, yeah i don't think yeah. horrors are movies you go back and watch i i mean oh yeah. i, mean, I disagree <laughs> I, watch, I could watch babadook weekly man no no i'm, 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 I'm saying more in the sense of like movie. you don't get as scared as much because you know now what's coming right like like scream was i think a great first time watching it because of the reveals and the plot twists and everything like it's that, still fun to me. But but it's still fun. No, yeah. no, I still would watch it and enjoy it. But that f- it it loses a lot of its impact versus something like Dumb and Dumber, where you rewatch it and it's just constantly comical. 
You just lost your argument to me. <laughs> Comedies can still you be funny. Dumb and boat. Dumber's not even your movie, but you've alienated your audience. Uh, I, think uh, like, I think that's not giving time for credit. Children of the Corn. Children of the Corn. Let's we will go. have this discussion oh, later. Uh, you ready to go? <laughs> yeah, sure. Boom, you're going. Uh, so, Children of the Corn, short story written by Stephen King, developed into a movie in 1984. Uh, it tells of a corn drought, which I'm not sure what exactly is, besides the fact that <laughs> I'm corn from is Illinois, not I can there. Talk about it's this. the best ska band in the world. <laughs> That's why I was laughing. I mean, oh, I know that. I mean, <laughs> a water <laughs> drought, like I understand that, then the corn doesn't grow. But but a corn drought, it, it just felt odd to have like a sign outside the church that said corn drought. Um, but uh, so basically, uh, I did some prank. <laughs> it was a prank. Kids, it used to say like believe in God, and the kids moved it. Yeah. <laughs> So basically, there this town is in turmoil. They, you know, they're worried. Uh, this is set in the '80s, so they can't fucking just go to Washington and pick up a bunch of corn or whatever. Um, <laughs> but for the most part, uh, they, they does Washington have a lot of corn? <laughs> <laughs> they got huge. I'd go to Illinois. I was, was going to say I'd go to Illinois. Well, well, Washington's in my brain because the two main uh, characters are actually moving to Seattle, Washington, to become a doctor. Uh, okay, and no. that's why it's in my head. But um, are they huge corn anatomy? dispensaries there. <laughs> Um, so they're in this little small town called Gatlin and apparently, uh, one of the kids, Isaac, who's actually not even a kid, he's a 25 year old kid with like progeria or something. Um, <laughs> wait, seriously? Yeah. He's like an old guy who's playing this role of a snot loose kid and he does oh, it really oh, well. The, the oh, actor, the, yeah, the actor, actor is, yeah. the but... actor is, but he's supposed to be like a 12, 13 year old. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you look him up now, he looks basically the same, just older. Yeah. Yeah. It's and, like a uh, kid from Hannah Montana. And yeah. he might be one of the best parts of the movie. Like, I'm an Isaac follower now. Oh, so, he is. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's got this like bravado about, uh, all his sermons that he does, but I guess I'm jumping ahead a little bit here. Um, but he's easily the best part of the movie, I think. Um, Hashtag follow Isaac. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Kill I your parents. Isaac. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, Isaac takes all the kids into the cornfield, and uh, through reasons, um, all the kids decide to kill every adult in the in the in the town. Um, I don't think they really ever explain it in this movie. Why? <laughs> the pos- the is there a possession? Is there a mind washing? No, it's basically the... The devil the, is coming and the, you have to kill everyone. The devil told them to. Oh, yeah. the devil said, okay. That is there sense. like a scene where he hears the devil? Or think like, a very very basic premise like the devil made me do it and just yeah. take that to the logical like corn extreme, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but there's no moment in the movie where that explains it. Well, no, I mean, no, towards they, the end, there's like a demon possession sort of thing going on and uh, like, big they, fireworks that happen. Yeah, when they like pull the rug of like, oh, these kids aren't crazy. They actually are talking talking to the devil is like the oh so they were told to kill okay and that and but we never see in the beginning that that switch over of that possession no you no it, they basically just throw you into a diner as this kid is narrating for the first 15 minutes of the movie and then mm. they forget that entire trope <laughs> um and uh you, you see this kid having a milkshake with a with a little mustache and then his dad dies and he doesn't react and everyone else dies in the diner and uh, that's kind of how the movie starts like they drop dead uh, well, there's poison into into their coffee, oh. so like they kill half the diner that way, and then there's two or three of them that kill the remaining people with like. What are the police Malachi souls. there? Malachi's there in the corner. He's kind of like Ava sitting Martinez. in a wall. Which yeah, you're talking about from uh, Longmire? No, I'm just talking about Malachi. Malachi the is a character Malachi, yeah. in oh, okay. this movie, which is the whole reason why gingers have a bad name. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, that's... and he's not. He's he's over the top and he's, he's not, got a huge mouth. Yeah, there, there's something all weird about all these kids, especially the ones they focused on. I, I think that really helps uh, drive home the little creepiness of the movie a little bit better. But um, yeah, what, what did you? Uh, what do the cops do when these people start dying? Uh, the cops are already dead. Like they basically all the kids surprise all the adults at the same time on the same day and wipe out this entire small little town with. I this mean, is this, at the end or this is at the beginning. This is at the, the very, very beginning, beginning of the movie. Beginning, yeah. So what's the rest of the movie about? So the rest of the movie is basically uh, Linda Hamilton and Peter Horton uh, driving from uh, where they were to Seattle, and they have to stop through this uh, this rinky town, and they wind up. Uh, 
hit, just smacking into a kid. Awesome. With a car. And uh, they think they killed him, but uh, his throat was slit by the other kids because he was trying to run away. And, uh, he, you know, the devil worshippers are like, you can't run away. We're going to kill right, you. Right. And they make corn scary. Um, <laughs> so the, the uh, couple. Corn will cut you. I've walked through that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so the couple decide to throw the kid in the trunk and drive into town to try and call the police because obviously they have a dead kid in their trunk and they want to report it. And they're not going to be the suspect, obviously. <laughs> what could uh, go wrong? Yeah, exactly. Uh, there's uh, a kid that's And then they find there's no adults slash. in town. There's only one adult in town who is a guy who provides them with gas. Mm-hmm. And they've the kept him alive man, for sure. three years. He has a little dog. And then. Uh, for some reason, Malachi decides to kill the dog, and then the, the old man gets pissed, and Malachi kills the uh, the old man. And now there's no adults in the in the town except for Lena Hamilton and Peter Horton. The Malachi's damn kids have to dick. learn how to use the gas pump. Yeah, <laughs> Malachi just like is like the dragon in the story, where he's trying to circumvent and overthrow Isaac, and it just mm. fucks everything up for everyone. Not that it wasn't already. Mal- fucked. Malachi's <laughs> the leader of the group. Uh, Isaac, Isaac is, is the the leader. He's the preacher guy. Malachi's like his right hand. Okay, it's, he's his muscle, if you will, and uh, he's the hot the hot gun hot yeah, head exactly and he, he just goes off That's his rocker and starts chip. killing the old people and you know they lose resources isaac chastises him and then malachi turns on isaac and starts throwing him up on a, uh, onto a cross um corn cross yeah corn cross of uh, course because corn is scary <laughs> yeah. uh they do the same thing with little hamilton again go yep. through a cornfield it's scary as shit <laughs> well i mean i love the whole human giant corn base sketch yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah and uh I don't know. I guess I'm just kind of summarizing it, but I thought it was. <laughs> hey, uh, that's a valid argument. <laughs> yeah, oh, exactly, man. But uh, yeah, movie ends. Uh, Isaac is up on a cross. He's burning. What's uh, the point Dean of the possessions movie? Possessions him. Uh, it's. I mean, watch the very last scene of the movie, and you'll find the point of the movie, which is probably. Uh, I don't know. They were. Conf- they just wanted to make something. Don't trust children. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, yeah. It, it plays on the uh, the parental fear of children. Like it does. Yeah, yeah totally. it does. Like, you know you're fearing your succession like there's kind of a a aspect of that that plays into the short story and the movie itself Hmm. yeah and the the, there's a heavy anti-religious tones throughout the entire yeah there's yeah a lot of that like west baptist like like tones that are like throwing satanism to be scary or like the the movie is actually trying to comment on religion is bad i i think the screenwriter is trying to come out that religion is bad yeah (laughs) you know there's a scene in the car where they're listening to the preacher go the fornicators and the homosexuals and you know linda hamilton's making fun of them which Uh, i think is kind of progressive i mean that's kind of stephen king though does kind of stuff like that where he's just he does that all the time especially with like uh unknown psychic children who have visions that has no point to the plot that's in this movie too (laughs) yeah it's there do you know that uh shawshank redemption is his movie yeah 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 yeah. Did you know no, the Sandlot is his movie? <laughs> is it really? That's my, my favorite. That oh, that's people don't know about. But um, why? Why was it uh, great? Why was it great? Um, I, I particularly enjoyed the cinematography, especially early on, um, especially for its time. Like uh, it, the shots look dated, the colors look weird, but uh, it, it adds to the overall tone and the aesthetic of the movie. Um, and and I, I didn't really have any problems too much with pacing, except for you know about thirty minutes to forty-five to fifty. They're basically just kind of looking around this town that's obviously a back lot yeah, <laughs> was, yeah was there anything that was scary about it besides the fact of just creepy children because that's the, i feel like children that play like stoic and like simple is just it, it's an easy cop-out to make something scary like versus something more original that you're not really anticipating coming your way well but, uh, i mean i i guess I, it's a different perspective for me because i never really watched this growing up so back in the time it might have been very ahead of its time but now it seems like it's just uh, well, it's just another truck. Especially you, that rug pull, I'm sure, scared somebody. When you watch mm-hmm. it now, it's like, wow, this looks 
fucking horrible. But <laughs> yeah, especially well, the special so effects. If yeah. the movie yep. does well, yeah, it makes you question, like, is this just kids being yeah, really these, rowdy? Are they crazy or is it real? Or, yeah. And then you find out that it, it there is more to it. That's that's kind of a strength of anything Stephen King does. That there's always yeah. on, on the periphery this like the, the, this there's more to it. Yeah. It's there's like this other reality. world that's kind of bleeding in. It's yeah, taking yeah. over yeah. demonic or maybe even Lovecraftian. There's always this extra element that's hinted. Would it's you hinted? And, like, if if you were around a cornfield right now, would you have a slight hesitation or fear? Oh, uh, if I was in fucking Gatling, sure. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, well, also, I would be, just be afraid of getting lost in a cornfield. But <laughs> So here's my question. You have two minutes left, by the way. Uh, gotcha. my, my major question for you, though, is why do you think it's such a cult hit? Hmm. Um, I, I mean, Linda, ha- Linda Hamilton was a... Uh, I mean, she's... She's, she's Sarah Connor. I mean, she's yeah, good awesome. in this movie, but Sarah Connor, uh-huh. I think, helped propel this movie a little bit more than it was. I, I don't know when exactly it came out, but they were well, this like, was right the same year. So... Yeah, Terminator was '84 as well, right? Yeah, so, this so I don't know. Right it would have been time. the same year, so mm. I, I'm sure it got a little bit of boost from that as well. Um, and but I the people the, still love this movie. I mean, love. Like I told somebody at work, uh, we were doing it for the podcast, and yeah. like I fucking love that movie. And I watch them like, why? It's, I mean, it's, it's surprisingly fine. good. It's, it's for good. What it's it well is. made, but yeah. I don't understand like the love behind. That's got to be a nostalgic thing. I mean, I think we can look back at anything that came out, like the the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre and came out in the '70s, and people love that. And if you watch it now, it's like, oh yeah, I see what they did, but it doesn't. Yeah. I see what they were going for. Yeah. And they, they mostly achieved it, but like movies but, now have a lot more that they can do. But yeah, but I mean, I go, I trying to bring that up though because like something stays scary but like Chucky was the one horror movie growing up that did not scare me like it just sure. it, it just yeah. like yeah. Michael Myers Friday this the 13th like you know Nightmare on Elm Street all that shit terrified me Puppet Master <laughs> Puppet, better than Puppet Chucky. Master the or first wi- one was still creepy with the dolls <laughs> moving across Tommy Knockers like all that stuff that stuff was terrifying but I remember being like seven in the movie theater and cheering on Chucky and then cheering on Charlie really in the movie, movie theater yeah. and I'm just I'm just bringing up well like, I think a, we still are talking of, about Children of the Corn we are talking about Children of the Corn but I'm bringing up the point of yeah. like you say like why people still like it is like because it had an impact on them and I'm yeah, also using that, that moment yeah. to bash on hit on Chucky yeah. movie <laughs> because we're trying I'm yeah. trying to bring down all your guys' movies right it's now. a solid adaptation it's yeah. a solid adaptation of a material that's actually fairly short yeah. and like yeah the short story is what like it's not long it's a couple, pages like, yeah. you can breeze through in a sitting yeah you yeah. can read one sitting yeah. you can read it one sitting and it actually just doesn't do much more than just the fear of the children fear yeah. of the next generation and, and it just becomes that metaphor for that and then this just kind of takes it a little bit further adds religion into the mix and has a, a solid screenplay too yeah. and Children of the Corn is the only one that spawns six sequels so <laughs> out of all these yeah give mine time yeah <laughs> <laughs> I do, feel, uh, I do feel like Cowboys vs. Dinosaurs was kind of in the same round of uh, Sharknado and uh, Shocktopus whoa, and all whoa, that whoa, stuff. Well, not I an did, asylum I film. did ask my roommate who used to work for them if it was, and he no, said no. It's Mar Vista. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, it's the sci-fi Seems that's like playing it. into that, that genre. It's far better than that genre. It's oh the my greatest God, it's, film ever made. I mean, it's, I mean, I was even watching, I was like, this is so shitty. It's so like, good. Like, I mean, you know, here's a, you know what's here's, here's there's the one pro. Thing. This is the one pro I can say about your movie. They only spent three hundred thousand dollars on it. That is the one thing that and amazes me. It looks like me. a thirty million dollar movie. I mean, it, the <laughs> fact that that's the list. The, the they spent that on a ninety minute movie is is incredible. The accountant, the line producer of that, seriously needs to get a promotion Man, because that's the only thing. All that, that, that quality, movie and they didn't even need to hire an orangutan or Mark Hamill. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. All that quality, and they didn't they didn't make profit though, which is the problem. And you I don't bet know. You that? I bet you they spent fifty grand of that three hundred thousand on getting Eric Roberts to show up for I one. I feel like there's, could, a, there's a follow-up yeah, episode on uh, whether profit means quality. Yeah, <laughs> in terms of our discussion here today, well, you're trying to just defend pros about a movie, and that's definitely a pro. Yeah, about but you don't know if it made uh, profit or not because you don't know how much they sold it to Netflix for, how much they sold it to other streaming I, services. I mean, Netflix, tells, it up, Netflix tells Netflix will not tell you how much they, they will not tell you. Anything. Netflix will not, but Sci-Fi will. 
Yeah, but they sold it to all these other streaming services. They could have easily it made a profit. on the ratings. There were Wait, no that's, ratings. Whatever. Yeah, either matter. way, you, <laughs> you just change your argument because you lost one. What happened? <laughs> uh, we got a vote. I'm feeling very attacked right now. What? Guys. You should. You've been attacked the whole, go the whole go fucking episode. Almost as if there was a doll after yeah. me. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't have to attack Shakespeare. Everyone's going to rip that apart in the first place. Sure. I can just say Cowboys versus Dinosaurs. And, and everyone like, knows what? it wins. Yeah. Children of the Corn is the only legitimate thing that can stand up slightly against me, and it still doesn't challenge it the same way. That's probably because of how I described, described it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so voting. Voting for those of you who do not remember or do not know. You cannot vote for your own film. Everybody gets one. Uh, we're going to go in the way that we went. So Ryan goes first. Hmm. I have to say that of all the arguments, I actually believed that Eric enjoyed Jay and Silent Bob. He's an actor. You can't believe him. They're shifty folk. <laughs> and then <laughs> shifty folk. I'm, I'm not done. He went on to to bash all the other films so much that I realized he was actually insecure kind of about his movie and kind of puffing out his chest about it the whole time. So I'm gonna go with Brian, who again actually oh made me believe God. he liked this I'm movie a little less. Amateurs. But. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I get to go next. Yeah. I—it's uh, tough because Eric did a very, very good job convincing me that a movie that's a utter pile of shit is actually something more than an utter pile of shit. But I'm not sure if you fully sold me on it, and whether or not it is, or whether or not you just think it is, or just said so, it is, or just said it is time and time and time again. <laughs> um, but that said. Everything else at the table sucks, but mine. <laughs> uh, you got to go with who gave the best argument. I know that's, that's, that's how what I'm I thinking. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I got to go with Silent Bob then because he, awesome. he gave the most passionate argument. It's very true. Um, yeah, I, I just want to bring up we're supposed to defend stuff, so I feel it's right to bash other things because that's that's <laughs> what a debate is. The best it's defense the best. is a good um, offense. And, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so in that, I mean, because I can't pick mine, like. Because from the start, I was going in a positive way. I, I I have to go with Children of the Corn because of everybody. No offense, the three of you just bombed your movies. Like, all three <laughs> of you started. I don't know what you're talking about. Brian, Mine was Brian phenomenal. Did, Brian did okay yeah. on it. But you could tell. I mean, the people aren't seeing your face. But even in your voice, you could tell how much your soul was dying in what you were saying. <laughs> And, I'll watch and, it again and the, tonight. And the I other, loved it. And the other, you know, and, and I'm sorry, and the other two, like, you guys are from the guards, like, yeah, this movie was not good. Like, that's yeah. not how you open an argument <laughs> to win a thing. And it and is Tom, if you're trying to win over Tom with was very, I mean, Tom even admitted he doesn't like horror movies, but he was from, like, you know what? It was pretty good. And, like, he was genuinely somewhat Wait. positive about it the whole time. He wasn't overly ecstatic like I was, but he was still in there. So I'm I definitely don't think going. anyone's as overecstatic as And you again, are. I have to go with, like, <laughs> again, the movie was 800000 and made $13 million. Like, that is insane for profit. It and, and a valuable part of a movie, and so I, I go definitely with Children of the Corn. Nice, perfect. I'm, I got one point. <laughs> uh, I'll go with Children of the Corn as well because I liked everything about that story and, the and because movie. I didn't bash on Chucky. Yeah, <laughs> it's a personal thing. So for the win, Tom, just don't vote for another for another movie that has a vote. <laughs> Shakespeare, 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 or do, and there can be a tie with Cowboys versus Dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, Eric with his acting, it's 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 hard. Shifty not to. folk, more <laughs> <laughs> authentic folk. We don't do roles and lie. We have to believe what we're saying. Everything you say is a lie. <laughs> you live on a house of lies. 
Uh, I, I mean, I think Brian really did defend his movie well. Um, he did a synopsis. synopsis. That's not defense. It's totally defense. <laughs> he, he did but it excitedly. I, 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 I was I, so excited about. Still, am excited about it. I, I got to give it you to could you. Say Eric. He, you you just stole the movie better than uh, like I, especially when you say that you don't like Jay and Silent Bob movies, and then you're raving about this movie, whether it's true or not. Classic actor technique. Oh <laughs> I'm not. I'm. I was. My roommate came home and I was crying at how <laughs> funny that shit was. <laughs> I was. I'm, it's okay. I'm, we were all crying too. <laughs> I was so. I was so pissed when you gave it to me, dude. Seriously, I was like, "This is bullshit." I'm <laughs> happy that it made you sad at one point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> twice actually. Twice. Twice. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently. Well, how do you like them apples? How do you like? Yeah. Oh my god. I'm sorry. We no, have to no, go no. Back we're not this. going into it. Oh no, my god. They we're not do. They Goodwill do. Hunting. Goodwill hunting too. <laughs> applesauce, bitch. <laughs> That was the right answer. And they brought the actor back. They brought the guy. Oh, because he's doing so much. <laughs> Matt Damon? Robin no, no, Williams? not Matt. Oh, by the way, ben Matt Damon Affleck? goes into that the whole speech. Like that. Oh, God. That's so Anyhow, funny. so that brings our episode to a close. <laughs> I shouldn't. I could go with on a about a tie movie. between Children of the Corn and Jay and No, we need a tiebreaker. No, no, no. No, no. Who is, so who did what? We've done tiebreakers we before. It's, they no, never turn out well. It's two Children of the Corn and two for Jay and Silent Bob. All right. And you did, you did Brian's, right? Yeah. So you got to go between those two. So here's the thing. We're going to put it up when the episode drops on Thursday, and uh, we'll count all the comments on Facebook. There we go. Uh, who, right. Of people who vote. So okay. We'll determine a winner on Thursday. So if okay. you guys want to between, have between a only those winner, two. Yeah. Okay. I'll say if you guys really liked nope, one of our nope, arguments nope, more. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I'll they do it the same. I'll do it the same way that we did our horror month of Universal Monsters. These are the movies that have points right now: Cowboys vs. Dinosaurs with one point, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back with two, Children of the Corn with two. If you really want to vote for Curse of Chucky, the other or the other one, you don't you have can. Can, can, um, Have you guys heard of a water bet? My my title's even hard to say. It you guys, is love labor's lost. Too many, have you, too many But have you guys done? No. Have you ever done a water bet before? No. Okay, so a water bet is you spin this wheel, it's an app, and whoever loses has to get water thrown on them in a certain fashion that the app is. It can either be straight to the face, right up in front of their face, uh, you do like a Matty Snap X, like Matt Stafford, how you throw it, you can do the English Channel, you lay in your stomach and have to act like you're swimming and water gets thrown on you. So I'm willing to bet a water bet that Children of the Corn loses to Jay and Silent Bob in votes. And so that, and whoever wants to take that, if I don't win, you get to throw water in my face based on the wheel. I'll take that. Nice. <laughs> We gotta take that. I'll, I'll take that. That'll be All on right. the internet. <laughs> and I, I want the, and I want the listeners. I, I want the vote. listeners <laughs> to be noble and honest and not spiteful like the people at this table were I'm towards me. Be not noble, not honest, and totally spiteful. I'm, I'm going to you. win. I don't know. It's hard not to be spiteful <laughs> when you've been shit on. <laughs> I was, I, Brian's going to create like 27 emails oh and just, and just log so into Facebook. There's so many new Facebook accounts coming. <laughs> don't worry, Brian. I got a script that lets you log into Reddit. There Facebook we go. Yep, yep. <laughs> All right. So Mark Zuckerberg listens to our podcast. He'll help us out. <laughs> yes. He's a bud. He's so on Facebook. next week we have... Whiplash coming nice. out. Ooh. The week after that is Hateful Eight. And then the week oh, after that is Star Wars The Force Awakens. Or wow. as people at my work like to call it, Star Wars The Force Asleepens. But I disagree with them. <laughs> um, so with that, thank you to Eric Steffens for coming out. Or he cannot reply. Oh, yeah. hi. Wait, thank, you're welcome. I don't know. Right, you guys, you guys I'm, on, I'm on Instagram. Hi, I'm, Eric. <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on Instagram, the imperfect chase. There it is. So, Instagram, and where can they see you again when the, your next show? Uh, the Ice House in Pasadena at uh, 8, 8 p.m. Cool. So, it would be the uh, 29th. Yeah. Uh, thanks for Tom it's Ford for coming out again. Of course. Always fun. What's your podcast again? Uh, we're doing it's the EW After Hour. We do it Friday nights and we play like board games online. 
Perfect. So what does EWF stand for? Uh, it's uh, it's an after party for a show about e-wrestling, which is electronic wrestling where you write as a wrestling character, which cool. is really nerdy and whatever. But yeah, check it out. Uh, <laughs> Mixler.com slash F-Wrestling. Perfect. Yep. Uh, and then thanks to John and Ryan as always. Yep. And I'm Brian. Bye. 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 Let me keep it real. I'll Netflix and chill. Netflix and chill, bro. Netflix and chill. Let me keep it real. I'll...